Hey there, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm your host, Jules Dan, back from my break. And you may have heard it from my voice last week. I got COVID. Uh, that is a different story from today. We're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about something a bit more positive. Before I actually recorded, I actually, uh, well, I've been, I've told you this before, but list building hasn't been one of my greatest strengths. Uh, you know, growing your email list. And I put some effort in it the last two months, growing my list slowly. I've experimented with Facebook the last few months. Um, and yeah, so one of the things I like to do when I generate, uh, to generate leads on Facebook is with testing different lead magnets by doing bait posts. So maybe you've seen them before. It's like a clickbaity, like the top 10 ways to do, or like I've just discovered, you know, who wants it, that sort of thing. Well, I've been doing that cringy stuff. And it's, I say cringy because it's like, ah. Oh, I don't like doing it because I don't like being that person, but it does get traction and it does get emails and does get results. So basically, I'll just paint the picture for you. Basically, it's a bait post. You you put out a some sort of free, like a lead magnet, basically. People say yes. You invite them onto your group. In your group, there's a questionnaire. And for me, it's optional to opt to to grab like a freebie, like a lead magnet. And most of the time people are saying yes, because um, I'll tell you later, I'll deconstruct that later. But the point of today is we're talking about one of those lead magnets that I use. And it's a bit better than just some shitty five-page PDF where someone whipped up in an hour. Although I did whip it up in an hour. <laughs> I did whip it up. But it is really damn good. Um, and I wanted, I've got heaps of these recordings. Um, I wanted to share one of the better ones with you because I put a lot of effort into it. Because um, it, it did take me an hour to actually like record the content. But to do the research, to go through it, to compile all the notes, um, you know, I did invest way more time than I anticipated. But that's okay. It's a really good value. And it's all about the three story selling principles that helped this one sales letter sell over $20 million, yes, $20 million, and fun fact about this story is that when I first started the podcast, oh, I can just be real with you because I love doing real with you Mondays, when I first started the podcast, I was like, oh, great, I've got some content, you know, I've got to listen to Russ Brunson, like read Expert Secrets, I've got content for days, uh, very quickly, I ran out of content, and I'm like looking over the web and like, there's something really good on storytelling for marketing purposes. It's like, uh, it's okay, but it's like short little tidbits and stuff. There's nothing really, like, there's no substance. And then uh, just by chance, I came across Pete Godfrey's podcast. And we all know Pete. Like, I've, I've talked about him so much. He came on episode 200. He's been a mentor. If you're just tuning in, he's a legend. He's one of Australia's best copywriters. But uh, I was listening to a bunch to his podcast. Then I found his Facebook group. Then he was selling something called Telling Stories for Fun and Profit. And this was just when I was starting the podcast. And I thought, oh, this is a perfect thing. 500 bucks, like I'm getting this 100%. Um, and I got it. And I've got it still, I created, he wrote all of it. Um, it's not like some video, like we might say out of a course. Like he wrote it, gave so many examples, broken down every single principle with lots of different examples. And I remember I went and printed it all off. It was like 80 bucks to print it all off. It was that much content and binded it up. And I still got it right behind me right now. I'm looking at it right now. 
Um, and it's just like, it's just been my Bible. And it, when I first started the podcast, I felt confident creating content because I had that to back me up. Um, <laughs> and it was like, oh, if I didn't have that, I'm not sure what I was spoken about in the podcast. But anyways, one of the first few pages, uh, principles he breaks down, I can't remember the principle, but he talks about this letter, this sales letter that he wrote that is all story driven. And he told me, uh, I think only a few months ago that that sales letter brought in over 20 million in sales. And I was like, okay, this sounds like a really sexy lead magnet. Let's deconstruct why this worked so well. So that is what we're going to be talking about today inside of this little mini uh, from my Facebook group training. And if you would like to get access to more of those trainings, they're absolutely free. You do not have to opt in either, but I do give you an optional, really sexy, enticing hook if you would like something in exchange for an email. I know some people are a bit iffy about that. And you know what happens after you give me an email. So full transparency, yes, you're going to get some emails from me. And they're going to be somewhat promotional, but they're going to be fun because you know they're written by me. And if you know me, they're good emails and they're not shit and they're entertaining. So you're going to have some fun. Without further ado, here's the intro. And then after the intro, we're going to jump straight into that training. So the three story selling principles that help this sales letter bring in over $20 million in sales. Let's jump in. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back. This is Jules here. Going to be doing a really cool training. That's something that's I absolutely love doing, and it's on story selling. And I just want to apologize in advance if I sniffle, if I cough, or whatever. I'm not sure if I had COVID this week, but you know, uh, <laughs> I haven't been feeling the best. But I'm doing this. It's uh, something I absolutely love doing, <clears throat> and I put together a super cool report for you, uh, breaking down. Uh, a sales letter that brought over $20 million in sales. Now, I can't give you the sales letter. Okay, it kind of looks like this. And it is from a course that I bought for, you know, I won't say how much, like under $700 Australian dollars. But it looks like this. I got it from my mentor, Pete Godfrey. If you're really into story selling, I highly encourage you to go get this. It's how I cut my teeth in all this worth investment. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the sales that we're breaking down is back from the direct mail, mail, mail order days. Okay. And I'm bringing this up because Obviously, people have shorter attention spans. Uh, if you're new to story selling, then um, 
it's there's a fine line between waffling and and actually telling a story. So take everything with a grain of salt. Okay, we're just going to go over the three main principles that I thought were really really valuable to this story. Why it was profitable. Obviously, there are many more principles, but three is a good number. Won't he be? Won't he be too? We won't be here too long, and you can apply this straight away into your sales letter, into your ads, or whatever you're using story selling for. All right. Um, and if you're you know reading along. Or if you want to read along, then I've put some effort into, into this. It's not just some brain fart. Like I actually put some effort into this so you can go back over this and you know maybe use it as a reference for later. But let's get into it. Okay, so uh, I've pre-framed where this has come from. It's from, a, it's from a magazine ad, basically. So the first thing that we need to do when we're using story to sell is to start from a place of tension. And I described, uh, I recently just watched The Witcher on Netflix. Um, I play the game, you know, I had to watch the TV show. It was pretty damn good. I love fantasy stuff. And we're first introduced to this uh, cart. It's going to this fort and it's like a stormy, blizzarding night. It looks like so cold out there and people are desperate to go inside to find some lodging. Um, if you've seen Quentin Tarantino's uh, the Hateful Eight as a very similar opener to that. So I wonder where they got the inspiration from. But the reason why it works is because there's a lot of tension at the start. Um, however, as we're writing, we have this distinct disadvantage. We don't have moving images. We don't have all this, um, you know, environmental effects. Uh, we've just got words. Um, so it's our responsibility to be able to suck these people in right from the word go. And that all comes from understanding your market, okay? So being able to do that is super, super important. And in this sales letter, um, I should bold this actually, is this is how Pete did it. So he started the story out like this. It started when I was on maternity leave. The days were flying by and the thought of returning work, returning to work was making me ill. Okay, so the reason why I believe P went with this is because the market who was reading this at the time, I'm going to guess was stay-at-home moms or, or women who, who just had kids or women who were pregnant or had heard of people um, who had just had kids before. Okay, that's who he's targeting in this, um, in this message. All right, so the opener has to match what's going on inside of the market's head? Like what's that big fear? What's that universal problem that they're all feeling right now? And that's where you want to lead at the start. Okay. That's the tension. So I listed here, it's like, well, your job is to find the gut-wrenching universal problem that your market all feels squeamish about and what keeps them up at night. Uh, and what keeps these people up at night is having to go back to work um, because I just want to look after their kid. It's got nothing to do with a business opportunity. It's got nothing to do with the pain that's involved with um, finding work. It's just like, I just want to look after my kid. And uh, I've listed some strategy. I made it easy for you. What's the strategy? How do you apply this? So here are the tactics. I said, list out all the fears, the frustrations, problems. Um, what's the number one universal struggle that your audience is going through? That's something that I absolutely hate. And then I want you to write out multiple sentences that play on the struggle. Um, and here's an example that I use for Colin Boyd. So we did a $247,000 uh, 
uh, launch, and this is in the pre-launch. And the thing that they all hated the most, or the thing they feared the most, was bombing, like going on a webinar. So he, I should pre-frame this. He teaches people how to sell from stage. So naturally, the people who who've want to buy his product, they've tried before. They've been on a webinar. Maybe no one turned up. Maybe even worse, they got through all the way to the end and a bunch of people were at the end and nobody bought. That's freaking embarrassing. So that's the, that's the emotion that we're playing on, the fear of embarrassment of bombing on stage. And I led with this story in his pre-launch and this was just to get some signups for his, uh, for his training into his list and it worked really well. So just keep that in mind. What is that gut-wrenching problem? How do you lead with that in the story? Well, you find that emotion and then you start from place of tension in the middle of the story, like rolling in the car into a fort, all this tension. I'm going back to the Witcher example, but <clears throat> just think of some really cool movies that you really enjoy, like what got you hooked in and how can you apply that to your market? All right. Number two is, this is super important and it's being indirect when you bring up and answer objections. Um, because we've all heard this line before. Uh, I'm just, I, I made this up, but are you sick of hearing big promises from every lead generation guru? Well, if you are, stick with me, I have something for you. Oh, I mean, like how many times have we heard, all heard that before? It's predictable. And they, you know what they're trying to do as well. Um, and in your head, you're probably thinking, how's this different? Um, why should I trust you? What else? Is this worth my time? Those three things are going in my head. But if we're leading with the story, you know, this intrigue, there's excitement, there's tension, like we've just mentioned before, and you build up all this rapport throughout the story, and then you sort of slip in like a subtle objection along the way, then that would work. So for nearly two pages of this sales letter, Pete's talking about the journey of how um, this lady didn't want to go back to work. Um, she was listing all the pain and frustration and then how she uh, came across this TV show about people um, finding lost money, like unrecovered money, and then uh, turning that into a business. And then that's how she started her journey of investigating. She came into roadblocks and you know, people were stonewalling her and it took her a while to figure out. That's sort of all the story. She's building all this rapport up, bringing all this intrigue up. But to what she does next or what Pete does next in the story is really interesting because um, um, there's no abrupt question like, um, have you tried a thousand different business opportunities and they're not work for you? Well, no. So the objection... Like here's the strategy, here's, sorry, here's the tactic. So obviously um, one objection a lot of people are going to have is I've tried X before, it didn't work for me. I'm not interested in your thing. I don't want to do it. So how does Pete really solve this? Well, when she's on her journey to try and find out how she can work from home and look after her baby, uh, he slips this in. So I started researching business opportunities. I bought those silly magazines that offer instant riches and sent away for a ton of information. Trouble was, most of what I got back was just plain silly. Then he uses this opportunity to list all the business stuff, all the biz ops that these prospects have seen before and all the dodgy characters and the pictures that they've used. And um, they're really empathizing with the reader without being so abrupt and like, like the opener we had. 
some variation of are you sick of hearing big promises from from x okay there's so much more subtler and eloquent when you agree um more detail if you want more details go check out this i'm much more articulate with my writing than i am with my words right now um yeah let's get into number three if i can spell the word principle (laughs) you'd think i'll be able to write okay so the third principle here is don't break the spell um and what i mean by don't break the spell is when someone's really hooked on your sales letter you know, they're really sucked into the story. They want to know the ending. They want to figure out um, how's it going to end? How's it possible for them? Maybe there's all this excitement and hope building up. It, it can be really easy to just lose people's attention. Um, we can, there's a whole, we could do a whole training on losing the spell, saying like just one wrong word and you would lose it. But for the main part, um, it's like we're in a world of zombie scrollers, right? So to keep people really sucked in and don't break the spell of what they're reading, you need to have really good subheadings that that uh, play on different emotions that keep the reader excited, like on an emotional roller coaster. Um, you know, all this brain chemistry going on to figure out, oh my god, this is an amazing new opportunity. And so, what I've actually done is that. Um, when we're using subheads, I, I noticed what Pete was doing was that he was tugging on outrage, on anger, on hope, excitement, envy, jealousy, um, all these really cool emotions that get people um, just along the journey. It's not just like excitement, excitement, excitement. Like obviously there's negative and positive emotions throughout the story. So that's what you're seeing here. Like my search begins. What a load of rot. I think it's an Aussie slang for like bullcrap. Um, a chance story on a current affairs program started my journey. current affairs like um, how should I say this it's like a uh, uh, it's like 60 minutes it's very it's like stories very driven on like um, let's just say it's like blue collar news um, but anyways so there's hope it's like going on a treasure hunt, but instead of just having one map, you've got dozens. Mystery, hope, excitement. The people in the know don't want you to share, don't want to share their secrets. So there's a lot of envy there. Um, and he's using these to pull back in. So what you can do is list out, you know, all these emotions that your customers probably have and, and try and strategically place them throughout the story to keep their emotions guessing. That also See, see how they're kind of short as well and they add to the story. They're not like super long subheads that you might um, see on other sales pages. They're short to the point. They pull the reader back in and that's exactly what you want. Um, the other thing as well is that I, when you get to the offer as well, that's easy to break the spell because that's when you start mentioning money. That's when you start bringing up, you know, it, the, another opportunity they may have failed before in the past and all this all this negative shit just flows back into the head and you can break the spell really quickly. So to counter that, we still want to keep using these exciting subheads. So he's like, get ready for a grand adventure. It becomes addictive. So just little simple hooks to get the reader back into the story of things. All right. So just to recap on this little training that we've done, 
The first thing is to start from a story from a place of tension. Okay, starting in the middle of the story, what is that thing that is keeping them up at night? It's a universal problem that your customers can relate with. Start there. The second thing is to indirectly bring up and answer objections. And the way you do that is that you build rapport, there's excitement, there's a curiosity, you build tension throughout your story, and then you strategically slip in some sentences like what Pete did. So I started researching business opportunities and I bought these silly magazines that offer instant riches and sent away for a ton of information. Trouble was most of what I got back was just plain silly. There's your opportunity to sell against. That's how you answer that objection. We're not this, we're not this, we're not this. And the last thing, what we just covered is never break the spell. And the, the way to never break the spell is to use subheads that cause people to go on an emotional roller coaster that really pull people back into the story. And especially when it comes to the offer, how do you keep that excitement going after they, you know, all these negative emotions come in when it comes to start talking about money. All right. So that's it here. Uh, if you're interested, go check out Pete Godfrey. He's in the group. Um, he's my mentor and coach telling stories for fun and profit. It's awesome. But if you would like my personal help with this, um, I go, I've got a lift, lift, I left a link below just to hear it's a video, 10 minutes. All it is is explaining me, my story quickly, um, you know, past results, expectations, how I can do this, how I've just used story selling to create over $1.3 million in sales for my clients. Um, and you know, just what you can expect working with me. So if you're time poor, if you want this done for you, I've left a link down below, no pressure at all, you know. It's just there if you want to take the next step. Other than that, there's some really good content in here. Hope you enjoyed this little uh, lesson today and have a good rest of the week. Bye. Hey, 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 I'm back. All right, so if you made it all the way to the end here, thank you. Uh, I talk about the detailed notes quite a bit. So if you are after the detailed notes, they're inside that Facebook group under guides. If you're in the group, well, just head over to guides. Um, and... I will be fixing up the interviewjewels.com. Um, that just COVID just fucked me up the last two weeks or so. I'll explain later in different podcasts, but um, literally I was so excited. Like, oh, I've got this domain, I've got the strategy. I'm like, Egh. next day, couldn't do it. Um, so if you do have a podcast and you want to interview me on your show about marketing, persuasion, copywriting, all that cool stuff, uh, keep your eyes, your ears peeled. <laughs> Is that even an expression? Okay, stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to get that shit done by next week, get the tech done so that you can book an interview with me because you couldn't do that last time when I tried to promote it. Other than that, hope you enjoyed this episode. Go to the podcast. Uh, so go to the, the Facebook group, High Ticket Email Sequences. I'm going to leave it in the description. That's it from me. I'll see you on Thursday.